Good evening and welcome to the new episode of the Haunted Log Old Time Radio Mystery Theater presents I Love a Mystery. Tonight we're doing episodes 13, 14, and 15 of The Million Dollar Mystery or The Richard Curse. Depends on which one you prefer to call it. You can find it anywhere online under either of those. I'm Nick and I'm joined by Kirk, Ryan, and we are going to listen to these three episodes and come back and discuss them. So sit back and enjoy. Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller well at least there's one thing we know that Mark's feller ain't gonna die he's a long way from being dead close that door when you're ready he's quiet but now that we got the library to ourselves, let's give this business a quick going over. I'd say it was about time. Yeah, I don't know which end I'm standing on half the time. Now, before we get into that, what about that torpedo? The feller it shot marks? Yeah. Well, he got clean away in the fog. I know that. Either of you get a good look at him? In this weather? Well, feller, the fog's so thick outside. How about it... you, Reggie? Mm, no, not a bit of it. Right on top of the shooting, I looked out the window and saw the ballet blighter going down the fire escape. If I'd had a gun, I could have potted him easily. Didn't see his face at all? No. Mm-hmm. Well, that shooting brought to light a couple of interesting possibilities. Yeah? Yeah. Do you recall what Marks was saying just before he was shot? Yes, quite. You just mentioned Donald Robert Lincoln as a possible leader of the mob that's doing this dirty work. Oh, yeah. And Marks, he just remembered something. Something about a deal between old Moneybags Lincoln and Sonny's papa just before he is shot. Exactly. Could it be that the gunman shot at that particular moment to prevent Marks from finishing what he was about to tell us? Hey. But if that's true then that would just about prove that Lincoln is the chap they were looking for. Yeah, gunplay to cover up something in Lincoln's past. That's one of the possibilities. Another one is the fact that Leslie Marks was only shot in the shoulder. Huh? What does that prove? Well, doesn't it seem a bit odd that Marks wasn't shot dead? Marks was sitting less than 15 feet from the window. I could have done a better job than that with a slingshot. No, fella, I don't think that proves anything. If all the bad shots in this world was laid end to end, besides that, he was standing on a fire escape and anxious to make his getaway. No, I don't think bad shooting proves a thing. Well, maybe you're right, but uh, listen to my theory anyway. Well, spill it. Well, this is built on the assumption that Leslie Marks is the mob leader. I say, and, and one of his own men shot him? Yeah. You mean they're turning on him? No, it was a plant. We've talked so much about Marks being close to Sonny and not being bothered, he had to do something about it. So what does he do? He plants one of his men on the fire escape with instructions to shoot him in our presence. Mm, Joe, what a chance he was taking. Not if he knew his gunman. Some of these torpedoes can shoot the eyes off a fly. Boy, it'd sure be an alibi hard to beat. Exactly. We saw him shot down. So naturally, he'd be the last man in the world we'd suspect as the gang leader. So now we've got our choice between Lincoln and Marks. Yeah, and I put my money on Lincoln. You don't like my theory about Marks, huh? Well, fella, if you want the truth, I don't. Well, why not? Well, I don't know. I just don't. 
Sounds just a little bit like something they'd think up in the movies. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe you're right. I'd still like to know why the gunman didn't kill Marx at 15 feet, though. Mm, that's quite. Or why didn't he step into the room and finish up the job proper? None of us was armed. I mean to say, he took a bally chance making his escape down four stories on the fire escape. Well, uh, don't get me wrong. I still think Marx is a good possibility. And now there's something else that's stuck out in our conversation over there like a sore thumb. Either of you get it? I guess I slipped up. Reggie? Yes, well, as a matter of fact, there was one thing. Yes, I thought you'd get it, because you weren't with Doc and me when we were taken to the brownstone house. Well, I still don't get what you're talking about. Well, you told the story of how the two gunmen held us up and took us down to the basement of the house. Then you said, all of a sudden, bam, somebody shot him with a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, I remember. Well, Phil asked, was there someone else in the basement? And you said, no, the shot came from the basement window. Yeah? Well... Well, I guess I'm just plain dumb. Oh, don't you see, Doc? The subject was dropped right there. Not a single person in the room asked who fired the shotgun. And all the time, that was the th- thing I wanted to know most. I wasn't there, so naturally I wanted to know if you and Jack knew who fired the shots. Oh, yeah, sure. But well, don't you see? It was just as though everyone in the room knew who shot those two gunmen. Yeah. Well, even Sonny didn't ask. Not only Sonny, but Phil Terry and Leslie Marks. And Phil's brother, Arthur. Well, there was a good reason why Arthur wasn't curious. There was? Yes, we haven't had a chance to tell you before, Reggie, but Arthur wasn't curious because it was Arthur who did the shooting. Oh, look here, you're sure? Well, we practically caught him red-handed. But will you tell me why Phil and Marks and Sonny didn't ask? You, you think they knew? Well, they knew something. But look, he, you trust Sonny, don't you? Well, naturally. Well, couldn't we just get a hold of Sonny and get it out of her? Well, we might try. I don't like it. You don't like what? Why should Sonny be keeping anything from us? Why should she be keeping a secret with Marks and Phil Terry? Well, of course, she has known Marks and Terry much longer than she's known us. Yeah, but we're the ones who are trying to get her out of this mess. Yeah, it does kind of make you wonder, don't it? When are we going to be able to see Marks? Well, the doctor said not before tomorrow, shock and the law. Hey, we ain't expecting no telephone calls, are we? Hello? Yeah? No, this is Reggie York. Yes, he's here. I say Donald Rupp... Hey, Reg. Just quiet. Yeah. Yes, I'll tell him. Right up. What's the matter, Reggie? That was Donald Robert Lincoln. He wants us to come right out to his home. Well, ain't he got a nice disposition. He said to hurry. It was important. First he has Jack hit over the head and thrown in a calaboose, and now he invites him out to his home. Well, come on. We're wasting time. You mean we're going? Well, certainly we're going. Grab your hats. Well, shouldn't we leave a note for Sonny? Well, she's over at the hospital with Phil, isn't she? Miss Quine. Well, we needn't bother. We'll have to use her car, though. Yes, down in front. All right. We're all set. Well, what do you suppose this Lincoln feller's got on his mind? It'll be interesting to see. No, I, I still think we ought to leave word where we're going. Why? Oh, I, I smell a trap. Well, what of it? Yeah, we don't want the Marines galloping up to get us out of a hole. Mm, I don't. Here she is. You want me to drive, Jack? All right. Oh, here, just a minute. What's the matter? Well, let's make sure there aren't any torpedoes planted in the back seat on this ride. Hey, they wouldn't have the gall to try the same trick twice. I guess you're right. Up in the back, Reggie. That's right. Go ahead, slide under the wheel, Doc. Yeah. We're not going to a fire now, so take it easy. <laughs> Just a backseat driver at heart. Get out! Get out of the car! Man, oh man. Oh, it blowed right up in my hands. You, you all right, Doc? Uh, anybody hurt? Don't tell me the automobile ain't dangerous. Oh, never mind that. Where's Reggie? <coughs> I say, 
Here I am. Are you all right? No, I think so. I got out of the car, but the explosion knocked me flat. Will you tell me what done that? Uh, Certainly I'll tell you. One of our playful friends put a load of dynamite under the hood and wired it to the ignition. When you put your foot on the starter, it exploded. Fella, we're having more fun than anybody. You think so? I say, Jack, is this the reason Donald Rob Lincoln was so anxious for us to come and see him? Hey, you mean he's the one who had that exterminating powder put under the hood? That's what we want to find out. Come on. Where are we heading for now? Across the park to the hospital. But hadn't we ought to get out to Lincoln? Well, this way's shortest. Well, I said hadn't we ought to get... No. Okay, fella, you're the doctor. You coming, Reggie? It's quiet. Crowd's beginning to gather back at the wreck. Yeah. If we're going to do much more of this hundred-yard dash stuff, I'm going to get me a pair of running breeches. Across the street. Okay. Come on, the elevator. We're going up to Phil Terry's room? No. You mean we're going to Leslie Mark's room? Yeah. Get in. Fourth floor, please. But if the doctor said Marks wasn't to be disturbed... I still say Marks was too slightly hurt for all the fuss that was made. You sure are set on making Marks the villain, fella. All right, come on. You know which room Marks was taken to? Yeah, 432. And this is it here. Now we're here, what? Not a word. I'm going to see how quietly I can open this door. Uh Uh-huh. Got it? Uh Uh-huh. Going to open a crack. Keep your ears cut. The situation is more desperate than it's ever been. He's talking on the phone. Shut up. That's what I've been telling you all along. We've got to fight fire with fire. Got our backs right up against the wall, and there's only... <laughs> Doc, you fool. Who is that? Uh, Who's that in the hall? I, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot of good that does. Who is that out in the hall? Come on. Hello, Max. How's the shoulder? Uh, what's this? What are you doing here? We just came up to see how the latest victim of the Richard Curse is doing. You were standing outside my door listening. Were we? That's pretty dirty politics. Got a fever. There's no telling what a man might say when he's light in the head. Oh, Oh, you're light in the head. A bullet in your shoulder is nothing to take lightly. I have caught myself talking to myself several times. You were talking to yourself, huh? What do you mean? It sounded to us as though you were talking over the telephone. That's ridiculous. I I haven't the strength to lift a telephone receiver. You uh, know what happened to us just now? Will you go away and leave me alone? I'm in no condition to have visitors. Someone put dynamite under the hood of Sonny's car. We started to take a ride in it, and it blew up. How did you escape? Well, we saw it coming, rolled out of the car. Marx, why are you pretending to be so much worse off than you really are? I'm not pretending. Yes, you are. Well, Packard, I'm scared. Scared? So scared, I'm going to stay right here in this hospital with this superficial wound until this mob of gunmen is wiped out. Well, spank me for a baby. Yell. I've been a target for a gunman once. That's plenty. Mind if I use your phone? Now, go ahead. Outside, please. Who were you, uh, talking to on the phone? I wasn't. Uh-huh. Hello? Donald Robert Lincoln residence? This is the police department. I want to talk to Mr. Lincoln at once. Thank you. Why are you calling Lincoln? I'd rather know what you were about to tell us about Lincoln when you were shot. And I've changed my mind about that. You're not going to talk? No. Oh, uh, hello, Lincoln? This is Jack Packard. That's it, the man you had slugged and thrown into jail. I just wanted to tell you that someone just blew up our car, so we won't be able to keep our appointment with you. What's that? 
With the appointment you called about ten minutes ago and you... Oh, you didn't call. Uh-huh. Can you prove that? I see. Thank you. Marks Lincoln didn't call us. He's got an ironclad alibi. What about it? Just this. If Donald Robert Lincoln isn't the man we're after, then it's got to be you. transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. This program came from New York. Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller. Tell you, Captain, we've got our man. It's got to be the man. You haven't got a thing on Leslie Marks, and you know it, Packard. He's still the mastermind behind this mob. Just the same, Jack. The captain's right. We ain't got nothing on him. Well, looky, the way he acted when you accused him face-to-face of being the gang leader... How did he act? Well, he just plumb laughed in our face. Naturally. I'm not through with him yet. I've got Reggie planted up on the fire escape outside his window. If he tries to pull anything while he's lying in bed pretending to be badly wounded, we'll trip him up. If we can only pick up the gunman that shot him, it may help. Uh, you know it won't. We've got seven of the mob down behind bars now. Have you been able to get any information out of them? No. Certainly not. They just won't talk. And I still say Leslie Marks had himself slightly wounded to turn suspicion from him. Hey, Captain, not to change the subject, but you got any line on them fellas that put that dynamite under the hood of Sonny's car? We've got a dragnet up. Man, was that an explosion? Well, that's not essential here. They get back to Marks. Haggard, why are you so sure it's Marks? Well, he's the logical man. Why is he the logical man? You can't bring forth one single reason. There's not one way in which he benefits by keeping men away from Sonny Richards. Well, there must be a reason. That's what's driving me nuts. But why? Why is he doing it? Why doesn't he want men around Sonny? Why is he trying so hard to get rid of Doc and Reggie and me? You tell me why, and I'll personally go up and put handcuffs on him. Wait a minute. Maybe we're getting somewhere. Doc. Yeah? Go up to Phil Terry's room and ask Sonny to come down here. Yeah, okay. Oh, and Doc. Now what? If uh, Phil's brother Arthur's up there, bring him down, too. 
Only park him outside until we're ready for him. Why not? Now what do you think you're going to do? Look, Captain, we're going to stop looking for the man. You're going to do what? Yeah. For the moment, we're going to forget all about a mastermind. All we're going to try to find out now is why. This thing is not turning your mind, is it? No, look. All we're going to do is to try to dig out of Sonny something that might suggest a reason why someone would want to keep men away from her. Dig down into her mind. She must have the answer somewhere in her unconscious mind. She may not even know it's the answer. You see? No, I don't. Will you tell me how you're going to dig information out of a girl's mind if she doesn't even know it's there? Well, I don't know. But it's worth trying. What do you want the kid for? Arthur? Well, he knows something, and I'm going to get it out of him. Something about the case? Yes. I, uh, I didn't tell you before, but little Arthur was the one who sprayed those two torpedoes with buckshot. Those two men you picked up in the basement of that brownstone house. The kid did that? Yes. He won't admit it, but I know he did. Well, then he saved your lives. Well, maybe. But more important, I want to know how he happened to be at the brownstone house. How he happened to have a sawed-off shotgun. And why he went to all the pains of getting out of bed with a broken arm to come to our rescue. Yeah, it looks like a good bet. Why didn't you tell me this before? Yeah, because I thought I... Uh, they're waiting in here. Uh, come on in, Sonny. What is it now? Doc wouldn't tell me anything. Shut the door, Doc. Yeah. I think you've met Captain Norton before, Sonny. Yes. Sit down here, Miss Richards. Thank you. Sonny, this is very important. I want you to think before you answer each question. Now think. Did anyone ever say to you, you must never marry? No. You're sure about that? For any reason, whatever, at any time in the past? Yes, Jack, I'm sure. Not for any reason. Well, then, did anyone ever express a dislike of seeing you in men's company? That's an awfully hard question to answer. Why? Well, well, for instance, my father used to say to me that he wished I wouldn't go out with certain boys. And then after father died, Leslie Marks urged me not to go around with Phil. Hey, he did? Oh, but that's nothing. Even Phyllis said that he wished I wouldn't be seen with certain men he didn't like. I mean, it's so hard to answer because... Well, almost every man that's close to a girl disapproves of at least one other man. But none of them disapproved of you going out with all men. Oh, no, no. It was just men they personally disliked. Uh Would you mind answering a personal question? Oh, yes, if I can. How many men have been in love with you? Captain, that's an impossible question. Well, all right, let me be more specific. Would you mind naming for us the men who have proposed marriage to you? Well, that's very personal. I said it was. Do you mind? Well, Phil, of course. Uh, We know that. And then, well, there were two boys while I was in college, Hugh Bartlett and Jimmy Pearson. They're in San Diego now? Oh, no, no. He was back going to Annapolis Jimmy's got some kind of a job with an oil company in the Philippines. Well, let's sum out. Go on. Oh, I hate to say this, but Judge Morton... Old Judge Morton proposed marriage to you? Now, wait a minute. Isn't he the old friend of your father's that fell down your front steps and was killed? Yes, that happened only a week or two after he asked me to marry him. But he was old enough to be your father. I know. I was a little bit ashamed of it. The old fool. Go on. The only other person was... Oh, please don't get the wrong impression. He was very kind and understanding. You're talking about Leslie Marks, aren't you? Yes. I think that's all, Sonny. Any more questions, Captain? No. Sonny, I think the case is all wrapped up. You're the same as freed from the Richard curse now and forever. You you know who's behind all this? Yes, and now I think we know the reason why. But who is it? Wait just a little while longer, just a few minutes. Well, may I tell this much to Phil? Sure, why not? Oh, I hope you know what you're talking about. Let her out, Doc. You're... You are telling me the truth, aren't you? Positively. Oh, that's wonderful. 
It's wonderful. You, you want Arthur? He's outside. Shut the door for a minute. Well, there you are, Captain. There's your reason why. Leslie Marks wanted Sonny for himself. When he couldn't have her, he went a little crazy and determined to keep everyone else away from her. It's a reason, all right, but it's not good enough. Not good enough? How are you going to prove it? I don't need any more proof. Well, the courts do. You haven't got a single thread of evidence. Well, Doc, bring, bring Arthur in here. You bet you. All right, Arthur. Come on in, son, and meet the law. It's all right, Arthur. Come on in, sit down. This is Arthur, Phil Terry's brother, Captain. Yeah, I've heard about you. How are you, Arthur? I hate cops. Oh, do you indeed? Yeah. Oh, no, that's just too bad. What have we ever done to antagonize you? I just don't like you, see? Yeah, I'm beginning to. Okay, now we got that straight. What do you want? Arthur, why did you take the trouble of shooting those two thugs in the basement of the brownstone house last night? I don't know what you're talking about. You're going to tell us if it's the last thing you do, so you might as well open up and make it easy for yourself. How did you know those gunmen were going to take us there? What gunmen? Where? Where did you get that sawed-off shotgun you used? I've never even seen a sawed-off shotgun in my life. Where did you get that shotgun? I tell Where you... Where did you get that shotgun? Oh, go take a jump at yourself. You see, Arthur, we know more than you think we know. We know who the head of the mob is now. No. No, no, you don't. We not only know who he is, but why he's been carrying on this reign of terror. I don't believe it. We certainly do. All we're trying to get out of you is your part of it. Everything else is all tied up. Now I know you're lying. What's that? Sure, because if you knew the head of the gang, you'd you'd know where I stood. Ha! <laughs> know everything, huh? You don't know nothing. Hackett, I think you better let me take this boy down to police headquarters. You ain't got anything on me. Shooting two men with a sawed-off shotgun? Hmm? I think we got plenty on you, son. I, I didn't. That's not true. Unless you want to come clean, you're going to go with me. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I don't know nothing, see? Under those circumstances, young man, you may consider yourself... Are you expecting a call, Captain? No. Well, Hello? Reggie, where are you? What's that? You say, well, stay right where you are. We're coming. Captain, that was Reggie. Leslie Marks has been shot to death in his bed. Hey, what you talking about? Murder, shot in the hallway. Come on. Hey, where did you say that girl Sonny was going? Well, uh, Sonny? Sonny, well, she said she is going to Phil's room. What's that? Yeah, Sonny's up in Phil Terry's room. And Phil, the best news in the world. I've just come from Jack and Captain Norton. Captain Norton? Yes, he's from the police department. He and Jack and Doc are questioning people down in the hospital waiting room. Well, so Packard's called in the police, huh? But Philly's been working with the police hired along. What are they doing down there? They're questioning people. They question you? Yes, and the strangest questions I ever heard. They've got Arthur down there now. Arthur? Yes, and they told me the most wonderful news. What sort of questions did they ask you, Sonny? Well, aren't you interested in the news? I asked you what sort of questions they asked you. Why, mostly about my personal life... First, did anyone ever forbid me going around with men? Ask you that, huh? Yeah, and, and then they asked me for the list of all the men who'd ever proposed marriage to me. <laughs> Makes quite a list, don't it? With Jack Packard's name at the head of the list. Oh, Phil, I've got something to confess to you now. I mean, it's all right to tell it now. What's that? I'm not in love with Jack Packard. What's that? No. I'm sorry I had to hurt you by pretending that I was... But he said it was necessary to make people think we were going to marry. So you ain't in love with Packard? No. It was just a trap to draw the fire of, of whoever has been doing all these horrible things. So that was it. How come you're telling me this now? But that's it. There's no longer any need for secrecy. No? No. They know who the man is. And they're going to arrest him in just a few minutes. Who told you that? Jack, just now. 
He said to give them a few minutes more to clean up the details. Did he happen to mention the name of this man? No, he wouldn't tell. He said in a few minutes... You're sure he knows? Oh, yes. I think that's why he has Captain Norton with him. To make the arrest. Mm-hmm. Sonny. Yes, Phil? Why shouldn't you know who this killer is? Like the rest of them. Well, well I don't know. I think it's a dirty shame holding out on you. Oh, Phil, I don't know what you mean. It's very simple, Sonny. I think you ought to know. So I'm going to tell you. You... You're going to tell me. That's right. If I wasn't a bedridden cripple, I wouldn't have time to tell you because I'd be making my getaway. Phil, what do you say? But the way things are, there's no possible chance for escape. Well, Phil, stop talking like that. Sure, I'm the guy. I'm the leader of the mob. There was a mighty good mob, too, until them three Boy Scouts busted in here. Phil, Phil, it isn't true. Sure, it's true. I've been head of the mob for three years, and after I was hurt, I kept right on being head of the mob. Why did you do this to me? What did I ever do to you that you should surround me with murder and horror? You don't know why. No. Well, then I'll tell you why. When I woke up in this hospital and saw I was never going to have you, I, I made up my mind right then that nobody else was going to have you either. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And that still goes, see? Phil. Phil, where did you get that gun? I've been saving it. I knew this had happened sometime. I've been saving it. For me? That's right. If I can't have you, no one else is going to have you either. <laughs> transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller. Boy, Leslie Marsh sure is dead this time. How did it happen, Reggie? Well, so fast it was all over before I knew what was going on. I, I was watching outside his window on the fire escape. Marks was sitting up in bed talking on the phone. Well, suddenly the whole doorway there whipped open and a hand holding a revolver poked through and... Well, that's all there was to it. You didn't get a look at him? No, Captain. Nothing but the fist with the gun in it. Well, the hospital surrounded. No one who can't be positively identified is allowed through the police lines. Well, what's the matter, Jack? Marks kicking off seems to have knocked you all in a heat. Yeah, it has. I never thought he was such a good friend of ours. Friend nothing. 
I'm up a stump. All my theories been knocked into a cocked hat. That's crying. Now we know Marx isn't the mob leader. Careful, Packet. I wouldn't touch anything until the medical examiner arrives. Yeah, wait a minute. Well, what's the matter, fella? Captain Norton, there's an envelope in Mark's pajama pocket. What's that? Might throw some light on the situation. How about getting it? Letter, huh? Oh, yes, of course. You'll have to turn the body over a little. Uh-uh. Not any more than necessary. All right. Easy with him, Doc. Yep. There. Hold it. I can reach it. Hold it. You uh, got it? Yep. Let him roll back. Let me see. It's a sealed envelope. Well, we'll see about this. Yeah, what about it? Well, listen to this. To whom it may concern. In case of my sudden demise, be it known that the estate of Sonny Richards is intact and in good condition, as the records in my office will testify. If I have in any way appeared violent and desperate of late, it was for no other reason than sheer nerves. I'm not a brave man, and for the past six months, it has seemed to me I've been staring death straight in the face. I've seen those close to Sonny die right and left and always expected with my turn next. I don't know why this has happened or who was doing it. My first impulse was to turn Sonny's estate over to the court and get out, but I couldn't. I was afraid to stay on, but more afraid to admit I was a coward. Since I've been attacked once before, there is every reason to believe I'll be attacked again. Next time, probably fatally. So I write this letter. Leslie Marks. Hmm. Belly pathetic. Oh, Jack, you sure enough had Leslie Marks all wrong. Well, it looks like it. I wonder if... I'll get it. Hello? Who's got it? Yes, he's right here. Uh, Captain Norton, it's one of your men. Oh, thanks. Hello? Yeah, you got him. Good, bring him right up here. Yeah, to Mark's room. Fine. What's that? I see. Cleaned out the place, eh? That's good. Tell Mahoney to book him incommunicado. All right. Caught our gunman? I'll say they caught him. Got him trying to get through the lines in an intern's white uniform. We're trying to play it smart, huh? But that's not all. The plainclothes men raided the service garage. The garage where Donald Robert Lincoln's car was stolen from? Picked up four men wanted by the police for a long time. Hey, you police boys are doing all right. That should just about round up the whole mob, Captain. You already have seven in the clink. The torpedo you picked up downstairs and the four at the garage make twelve. It's a pretty good-sized gang in itself. I'll say all except the leader. Yeah, a man we really want. Look, Captain, you don't need us for the moment. I'd like one of you to stay. Well, how about it, Reggie? I don't. All right, come on with me, Doc. Sure. Uh, where are we heading for now? Down the hall to Phil Terry's room. The Sonny's there. I know. I hate to have to break the news of Mark's death to her. Yeah. She believed in him right straight through. Well, the quicker she knows about it, the quicker she'll get over it. Well, this is it. Yeah. Hey. Sonny's crying. Come on. Hey, Jack. Jack. Phil Terry's got a gun. Yeah, so I got a gun. No, you don't. Come away from that door. What's all this about? Close that door, Packard. Sure. And don't try to run for it, because if you do, I'll drill Sonny right through the heart. You'll kill Sonny? Yeah. Now close the door. Come over and line up alongside Sonny at the foot of the bed. Both of you. Yeah, sure. So you know who the leader of the mob is? Who told you that? Sonny did. Told me everything, didn't you, Sonny? I wish I were dead. I don't want to live. Well, don't worry, Sonny. I'm going to take care of that, too, oh. along with your two boyfriends here. <laughs> so Sonny told you that we knew the mob leader. Yeah, what's so funny about that? Nothing. Only it looks like you've gone off half-cocked. Yeah? Yes, you see, when we told Sonny that, we thought that Leslie Marks was the man. Marks, huh? Yes, it never occurred to us that you were the man until we walked into this room just now and found you so hot and bothered. I see. So I played it dumb. Well, that's always the way it is with the smart boys. Sooner or later, they make that one big mistake. That's the end. Okay, okay, I can take it. Curtains for me. 
But curtains for a lot of other smart guys, too. Oh, going to shoot us like dogs, huh, fella? Oh, that amuses you. Not very much. But looky, Phil, I can see why you might be mad at Jack and me. But what did you want to go bothering Sonny for? You ain't never had no better friend than Sonny. Oh, please. What do you think all the shooting's been about? How you mean? When I came to in this hospital and found I was never going to have Sonny, I promised myself nobody else was going to have her either. And that just about explains everything. Yeah. Now that I'm washed up, I'm still going to see that no one else has Sonny. Uh-huh. I get you. Tell me something, Phil. Well, did you organize your gang after you were brought to the hospital? That's a pretty dumb question. How can you organize a mob in a hospital? Then you were in the business before. That's right. But Sonny said you was a pro at the golf club. Sure. Swell blind and put me right next to the best people. One more question. The death of Sonny's parents in that plane crash was none of your doing. No, no. It was an accident, as far as I know. And your own auto wreck was an accident? That's right. But all the rest of the deaths were the work of your gunman. Correct. Well, I guess that's all. You got any more questions, Doc? Nope. Sonny? No. Well... Here we are, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as you say, here you are. All lined up in a row. I ain't shot a rod since I've been in this place. But I guess I'll do all right. Yeah, and at six feet, you should ought to be terrific. Who's that? Hello, Phil. Arthur. What are you doing here? Wasn't you expecting me? What are you doing with that rod? Well, you've got one, Phil. We're brothers. We're just alike. Didn't I tell you the next time I caught sure, you? Sure, sure, Phil. Only this time it's different. Yeah? Yeah. I've known for a long time you was head of that mob. But that was all right. I knew you were having folks pumped off. That, that was all right, too. But I kind of took a liking to Packard and Doc Long here. Yeah? Yeah, that's why I took that sawed-off shotgun down to the brownstone house and blasted two of your torpedoes. Yeah, yeah. I was afraid that's how it was. Sure. That wasn't all right. And no matter how I acted, I think Sonny's a swell girl. So what you got in mind now ain't all right either. Why, you little sawed-off meaty mouth. You ain't ever going to slap me around or choke me again, Phil. I don't hate you, Phil. I I wish I I wasn't going to do what I'm going to do. I I wish you was a a swell brother a fella could be proud of. Now, looky, Arthur, you two fellas are... Shut up! Go on, kid, get out of here. Beat it. No! I'm warning you. Beat it. Goodbye, Phil. No, no, no! Get Terry's gun, Doc. I got it. Arthur, Arthur. That's all right, sir. He's gone. Jack, come over here to bed. Phil's going fast. What's that? Yeah, little Arthur wasn't such a bad shot himself. Here, let's see. Oh, let me alone. I'm washed up. Huh? How about Arthur? He didn't know what hit him. Crazy little punk. I always told him I'd make a man out of him. Or kill him, try him. Looks like you did both, fella. He sure was plenty a man for my money a minute ago. Well, so long. Those propellers over again, Reggie. I do. All right, all right, hold up. Fella, this is what I call an airplane job. Boy, if it ain't. Well, that's all we can do this afternoon. What time is it? About six o'clock. Uh, let's call it a day. 
Come on down, Reggie. Right out. Well, here she is. Our very own airplane already first. Why, it don't seem any time since we was a-grousing around because we had to wait two weeks for the factory to get it ready. Now, these last two weeks have passed in a hurry, haven't they? Now, roll your sleeves down, Reggie. That's all for tonight. I think we'll be ready to take off by tomorrow afternoon. Don't you, Jack? Then look out, Central America. Well, we can't get out of San Diego any too fast to shoot me after what happened last night. You mean Phil and Arthur using each other for shooting targets? Quiet. Forget it. We're going to have a busy time if we get away tomorrow. Reggie, you'll have to finish up the work on the plane. Mm, suits me. Doc, it's up to you to get our clearance papers for the ship and see to our passports. Yeah, I'll get them out and dust them off. Feller, I don't know when I've been so head up. Central America, doggone. It does promise a bit of adventure, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. If it don't... What's that? Hey, that's Sonny's boy. Well, what's she doing out here at the airport? Hey, Sonny, here we are. I thought I'd catch you out here. Mm, Joe, I hope there isn't any more trouble. Hello, boys. How's the plane coming? Fine, fine. We're pulling out tomorrow. Oh, I see. Why? Is there anything the matter? Very much the matter. Yeah? Well, what? Me. Well, what do you mean, you? What do you think I mean? You're going to pull out and I'm stuck here? You think I like this place any better than you do after what's happened? Phil and Arthur and... And Leslie Marks? Fine. bit like a morgue. Yes. Well, you three have been so swell to me. I... I know it's an imposition, but I just couldn't help asking one thing more. Well, let's have it, fella. What do you want? Well, take me where you... Oh, look here. Hey, uh, we're going down into the Central American jungle. I can't think of any better place to forget than you. Won't you please... I'll pay my way and I won't be any bother. I mean, just because I'm a girl won't matter. Anything goes. What I don't like, I won't see. Well, now, I don't know about that. Uh, what do you say, Jack? Well, we could use some more money. Yeah, we are going to be kind of short of dough when we get all our equipment. Oh, look here oh, now, Oh, please, fellas. please. You mean you'll consider it? Why not, if Doc and Reggie agree? Well, it, it ain't the way we planned it. But it, as you say, why not? Reggie? Oh, I say, a girl. Oh, Reggie, are, are you going to... Oh, I say, you're not going to cry. I am, too. I'm so disappointed. But I haven't said you couldn't go. Oh, look here, will you stop those valley tears? Then I can go? Yes, fine. But I bloody well don't like it. Oh, Reggie, you're wonderful. <laughs> Reggie, son. Well, what? Doggone, fella. But you sure are a sucker for winning. transcribed adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. This program came from New York. All right, guys, I, I figured out that I need to stop listening ahead when I'm doing these because I give spoilers away, apparently, because I forget what part these are on, because we talked about 
um, Reggie saving them from a car accident before the car accident. <laughs> we we talked about the car blowing up before the car blew up. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to write these down and keep track of where we're at because 15 episodes, you kind of lose which episode they were in. Yeah. So, in the last three episodes, they they believe that they know who the murderer is or who's committing the crimes for the, yeah, the murderer because he's been killing yeah. off all of her prospective suitors. And they think it's the lawyer. And so yep. they go rushing towards the lawyer and it's not the lawyer. No, it is not. Well, I think the lead guy is the only one that thought it was the lawyer because Reggie and Doc are both like, are you sure? Right. And even the cop like, is like, where's the proof? Yep. <laughs> but I think there was a great turnaround in the final episode uh-huh. where the kid Arthur like turns on his brother and actually admits that he likes Doc, Reggie, and oh my god, Jack. Jack. Yeah, <laughs> I had Jim in my head. I listen right. to these all the time, and all I can think of is I'm like, what are they? Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's you know, that's really cool. But then he gets whacked right there by his brother. Yep. Yeah. At least he finally had the guts to pull the trigger. Right. He learned something from Doc. He took Doc's advice, yeah. You're going to pull a gun on somebody, you better be ready to fire on him. Yep. Yep. No, it it was a good, you know. I mean, the guy was a jackass the entire time. Like, he was always beating up on Arthur. Yeah. Yeah, he was. So... You can kind of, it's like not a big surprise that he was the villain. Right. But. Well, you figured it had to either be Arthur or Phil because the lawyer, they kept on pushing towards the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And that they, in any other episode, they don't do that to keep you in suspense. The second they start naming somebody early, Kind of like okay, this is a swerve. Some it's going to be somebody else, right? Um, so you, but you wouldn't think it was necessarily Phil because again, he was in the hospital. But yeah, I guess you could could run a mob from the hospital. Yep. Just kind of weird. I mean, there was like you said in the last episode that there was a lot of running around. Uh huh. It's like. <clears throat> Yeah, um, there was a lot. Constantly going back to the Richard house, constantly going back to the hospital, constantly going back to the Richard house, constantly going back to the hospital. Right. There's Richard's house, hospital, the rich guy's house. And I think there was like four places in this entire season that they went to, but it was 15 episodes long, and they went to each place at least four times. 
Yeah. Yeah, they did. Like, ugh. It, this, that was the part that probably bugged me the most on this was just... Didn't they go to jail twice? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think they were on their way to jail, and then they went to jail. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if you even count being in the... How many different cars, how many times? Right. They were kidnapped in one car, they wrecked that one, and they got in another car to go to the basement, and then they, they went out, they got the phone call to go to the other guy's house and dynamites in the car. I mean, yep. There was just so many locations. It was just very, again, for me, it was very confusing because I'm a very visual person. So in hearing this audio, you know, via audio, I was having a very hard time kind of tracking what was actually happening. Right. Unlike some other episodes. So, Yeah. Okay, I totally get it. I still think that the last series that we did for them for I Love Mystery was probably their best one. Yeah, I like that one better. And that was the, the was that the curse one? Or the crime? That was, yep, that was with the the faith, hope, and charity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I did like it. I, and I do like these characters. I do enjoy the stories. Um, trying to figure out... They didn't pay for crap in this this series of shows. How are they broke? Right. <laughs> they, they haven't bought anything. They, they were living have... at her house, weren't they? And then... <laughs> right. They have $25,000... <laughs> From when they they solved the the case with the mountain lion, and then they went to Cherry's house yep. with twenty five thousand dollars. They left that house, rode the rails to Arizona, and then they come here. They still have twenty five thousand dollars. I don't get it. Was that how much it cost them to fly from Arizona to wherever they were going? What was it? Was it South Africa? I think the next one. Yeah. Yes. No, actually, they're going to South America. South America. Yep. (laughs) But... uh, Ah... What's her name in this? Uh, I can't remember her name. I, I keep trying to call her Cherry, but yeah, it's not. But she comes along with them. There's so nothing and, for me now. And she has a lot of money, so she could pay for it. Yeah, I just I'm trying to figure out where all their money went. Right. <laughs> they probably had to pay all those cars off. Again, <laughs> insurance. Yep. <laughs> All that bail. Yeah, it it was a fun story. Just again, it it felt like it was kind of a little bit all over the place. And the yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
the other one was more contained to a house. Yeah. And they really couldn't do much. Yeah. This one, they were just running around the street, running around the park, running to the hospital, running to the house, running to the basement, running. You know, and how fast did they get out of that city when they were driving in that car? It was like, oh, now we're in the desert. Like, whoa. Whoa. How small is Los Angeles or wherever you are right now? <laughs> Still a pretty big city. But nobody wants to hear a car driving for 20 or 12 minutes. <laughs> we're going to do it in real time. He's driving the whole time. Real time. <laughs> So I appreciate the fact that they were like, oh, we're outside of the city now. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking for three minutes. And this city's small. <laughs> but all right, so next week we're going to pick up on the Saints and do that for a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe next month, maybe four or five episodes of that, and okay. then move off into X-1, do some sci-fi, and then... Well, whatever floats our boat. Who knows? All right. So it's been Nick. Kirk. Ryan. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.